Happy New Year, everyone, and welcome, and get ready to go ape on this episode of the Weekend Superheroes Podcast. Today is Friday, January 11, 2019. I'm Sean. Sitting with me tonight is Pat, Steve, and Darius. Gentlemen, how are the New Year's resolutions going? Uh, great. I didn't make any. I made help. it four days into mine. All right. I'm doing great. Our last episode was a wrap-up party, so sadly, Steve will not be updating you on the guests we had on last time. Aww. I know. But it was just Aww. us. Just but, us. But if you want to catch up on the show, or maybe just fall in love all over again, go back one episode and have a listen. But it's time to bring in the new year with a topic I've been really excited to cover for a long time now. Lots of requests for this one, so here it goes. Pat, I'm the main topic. What am I? A lion. Is your name Pat? <laughs> Wait, Darius is a lion, so if he's going to... Yeah, that if, sounds like my roar. going to roar, it's Darius. <laughs> Don't steal my roar like, like that. Okay, everyone, relax. It's not a lion. That is actually my butthole the day after a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, oh, man. Okay, you know what? Maybe this will help. Spotted Bigfoot in Cleveland County, and this isn't the first time. The legend oh continues. One man in Kayser says he encountered the mythic beast just last week. You know, it has been years since deputies <laughs> in Cleveland County have heard stories like this. And new at 11, Ann Sheridan goes in search of the real. That's right. Today, we're talking about Bigfoot. And we'll continue that clip in a little while. Although, this creature goes by many names. The Bigfoot, or Sasquatch, has been a part of American history since the 1950s. According to folklore, Bigfoot is a bipedal, oversized, ape-like figure that walks upright and leaves enormous footprints in its wake. Now, for years, Bigfoot has been the inspiration behind some of the world's greatest commercials and the world's worst hoaxes. But will new evidence hitting our doorsteps change myth into reality. Could Sasquatch be real? And if so, where's the proof? But before we get to any of that, Steve, for the first time in 2019, let's hear our first study show. See, I don't know if this qualifies as a study show, because this is from 2017, and it's a study conducted by Chapman University titled The Survey of American Fear, Wave 4. The most common paranormal belief in the United States is the belief that ancient civilizations such as Atlantis once existed with more than half of the respondents, 55%, agreeing or strongly agreeing with this statement. 52% believe that places are haunted by spirits. More than a third, 35%, believe that the aliens visited our Earth in ancient past. And 26% believe they have come to Earth in more recent times. Of the items we asked about, Americans are the most skeptical about Bigfoot, with only 16 of Americans expressing belief in this existence. Ooh. Wow. Sixteen's pretty low. Sixteen. Not great numbers for the old Sasquatch. But let me ask you something. Why would anyone believe? If seeing is truly believing, how can we accept the species is real if all we have to go off is a handful of blurry pictures and videos that could easily be staged? Let's be real. If these creatures did exist, more than likely they would live in either Africa or Asia. They wouldn't exist in the, in the woods of the Northern Hemisphere. It's not often you see a, a giant gorilla in your backyard here in the States. All of this tells us one thing, that this mythical creature will always remain exactly that, a myth. Oh, yeah. And then there's the Bigfoot sightings. I tried to call him. <laughs> Tim Peeler thought <laughs> he was calling coyotes. Instead of them, him. He got something that frightened even the self-proclaimed mountain man. This thing was 10 foot tall. He had beautiful hair. It's the same M.O. that Tim says he saw for himself. The Sasquatch going after his dogs. I come out here 
and rough talked him and run him off. Got him to leave, called 911, then the creature came back. And I said, get away from here. Get. Get. And he went right back at that path again. Deputies filed a suspicious person report, and Tim is still recalling the details. He looked like he had six fingers on each hand. <laughs> that guy sounded like Sean trying to read. <laughs> <laughs> so we're supposed to believe anything that guy says. Right, so that, I say get. <laughs> man, he's got a nice gap in his teeth. So that man's name is Tim Peeler, and he is my new personal hero. Uh, but when it comes to finding credible Bigfoot sightings, for obvious reasons, Mr. Peeler is a big part of the problem. Because even if he truly believes what he just saw, uh, the way he tells the story uh, feeds into the stereotype of the people who report these Bigfoot sightings. And his drinking problem doesn't exactly heighten his integrity either. No, that's okay. I'm fine with that. <laughs> but, but whether you believe him or not, Tim's story isn't unique. A common misconception is that Bigfoot is one beast, but Sasquatch is allegedly an entire species. For decades, Sasquatch sightings have been reported across the nation, and they had to start somewhere. Yeah, so uh, in October of 1958, there was an article in the Humboldt Times entitled Giant Footprints Puzzle Residents Along Trinity River. Uh, it's actually the first time that the term Bigfoot was ever actually used in print. Uh, so the the story is about Jerry Crew and his road construction crew. See what I did there? <laughs> uh, Lack of a better word. Yeah, then they were out, uh, you know, doing their job and they came across these footprints in the ground that were about 16 inches long and 7 inches wide. Uh, so they took some casts of those and, you know, went to the media, the police, everything else, uh, and it got a whole lot of press, but then it was... What was the name wow. of that place in, Cali in Northern California? Uh, it was in Bluff Creek. Bluff. Bluff Creek? Bluff Creek. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Coincidence, I think not. So let's fast forward to 1967, where the most famous Bigfoot footage comes from. This is the most well-known footage called the Patterson-Gimlin film, named after Roger Patterson, who shot the footage, and Bob, who witnessed it. Now, if you've ever researched the internet for a picture of Bigfoot, frame 352 of this film will be among the first to appear. It was the first film that showed a full-body shot of what looked like a female Sasquatch nonchalantly just walking across the creek. Just cruising. Wow. In her just first, cruising. In her yeah, first movie, around. she does full frontal, huh? <laughs> <laughs> if you've ever actually seen it, it looks amazingly genuine. Everything from the hair to its gait is incredibly realistic. At the time, this film piqued the interest of zoologists and filmmakers, but the footage did not go without a scrutiny or criticism. Something didn't add up. In post-production, I'll cue up the suspenseful music now. Dun-dun-dun. <laughs> Rock music in quotes. Number one, the location. This, too, was shot in a creek. Any guesses of the name of this creek? Bluff Creek. That's it. Uh. Nailed it. <sighs> Bluff Creek, so went back to the scene of the crime. Second issue with the Patterson films, timeline issues. So according to the filmmakers, the film was shot on October 20th, in 1967. That was a Friday, much like today. The film, which was shot on a 16mm camera on something called the Kodachrome 2 color movie film. This film could only be developed in a lab with certain, with a certain super expensive machine. Few labs at the time in the West Coast even had one. And the labs that did have one weren't open on the weekends. The Patterson's brother-in-law, Patterson's brother-in-law, uh, Al... Mm, D. Atley? What would you say that was? D. D. 
Atley. D. Yeah. Atley, yeah. Was you can call me Al. Was responsible for developing the film, but claims not to even remember where he took the film for development. Well, hey, how many times have you done something and not remember it the next day? I'm an alcoholic. This is different. You don't go to <laughs> meetings. <laughs> Critics say the film was most likely shot earlier. And if they had lied about that, what other loopholes are they missing? Number three, the passing of a man named Ray Wallace in 2002. Pat, you just mentioned him. His son, after he passed, his son Michael revealed that he was in possession of extra large wooden feet that he and other family members uh, would use to create false Bigfoot impressions around the Northern California area. Like just for kicks? Oh, so number four is the worst one. A man named Bob Hieronymus. He was an acquaintance of the filmmakers and years later came out and claimed that the pair promised him to pay $1,000 for him to put on a Bigfoot suit and walk like an ape for the film. Years later, Bob went on a lie detector show aptly named... Bluff Creek. Lie detector. <laughs> Said he was ready for the truth to come out. They strapped him in. They asked him a series of baseline questions and questions completely unrelated to the, uh, to the actual subject. And then this. Was that you in a Bigfoot costume portrayed in the 1967 Patterson film? Yes. This test is over. Remain still for 10 seconds, please. Yada, 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 commercial break. Then the results were in. Bob, the lie detector has determined that you are... You are not the father. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. Bob, you're telling the truth. Ooh. Well, I always knew it was the truth. Everybody that I'm associated with, I've been around, knew it was the truth. I'm glad it's over. I had the best guy in the country give me this test. Now, that proves to the world that I was in the Patterson Bigfoot film. It's tough. It's, it's, uh, I mean, he ain't lying. L lie detectors aren't you so, know, proof, but true. I mean, it's you know, kind of cast some doubt on it, right? Absolutely. So with all that... The film's authenticity has never been proven. All that said, any attempts to disprove the footage also fallen short. Certified forensic examiner Jeff Glickman performed an in-depth computer analysis of the, of the film over a period of three years and was unable to provide any evidence of deception. Anthropologist Grover Krantz also analyzed the film and concluded that there was a 0% chance of that being a man in a monkey suit being portrayed in that film. It's a zero percent chance? Zero. Among many other traits, uh, he investigated the width of the creature's shoulders <clears throat> and how they were moving and the unexpected nature up as a person in motion. Uh, so in the film, Bigfoot's shoulders were about 35.1% of its full standing height. For comparison, Andre the Giant had a typical human ratio of about 24%. But Mr. Lie Detector Bob over there uh, he had huge, broad shoulders, still had only 27.4%. He said a suited person could not mimic a shoulder width this long and still have the naturalistic hand, shoulder, and arm movements. He said it was impossible. And as for our little imprint faker, Ray Wallace. Uh-oh. What'd Ray Ray do? Look at those feet. His wooden feet strapped to boots yeah. looked absolutely nothing like the imprint casts found and studied by anthropologists. The actual foot-like characteristics, uh, the hair, minor flaws, uh, any kind of deformations, uh, these were found in the casts, and Wallace's feet were fake and plain and almost like cartoons. One of the major players in the Bigfoot game is Dr. Jeffrey Meldrum, 
author of Sasquatch, Legend Meets Science, and he gathered and analyzed over 300 of these footprint casts. None of them matched up with Wallace's. Here's an interview of the BYU-Idaho radio. When you're talking about these feet, obviously that's your, your field of expertise. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what about them is so compelling? Mm-hmm. Well, they're not just simply um, the product of a of a ridiculously crude carved wooden foot strapped to a hiking boot or a logging boot, as some would have us believe. They're also not just simply um, enlarged facsimiles of a human foot. They show remarkable distinctions, notable distinctions, that are absolutely appropriate. They're biomechanically sound and correlated um, for the manner of walking that would be employed by a big, heavy, bipedal primate navigating rugged, steep, broken terrain in, in the mountainous forests of uh, Western North America, prim- primarily. And so they're broader than uh, the, a human foot. They're, uh, I mean, relatively broader, uh, as well as absolutely. They're flat, instead of having a, a fixed longitude and large, which their weight just simply would not uh, accommodate. Uh, but they've retained a degree of midfoot flexibility, that uh, was present in our in our forebears and and in our, our close relatives amongst the great apes. Um, they've lost the non or the uh, divergent thumb-like big toe, but have retained much uh, greater prehension and length, relative length of the toes, in order to grip and and nav- like I said, navigate that uh, irregular surfaces of the mountainous forested habitats that they're reported to occupy. So, if you believe that the Patterson footage is fake, and if uh, the creature was a man in a suit, and if you think fake wooden feet were able to fool actual anthropologists, you cannot ignore the map of over 3,000 reported sightings from all over the nation. Damn. Yeah. That's a lot. These were gathered by the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization. Some of these said, uh, and and I'm quoting here, San Diego, California, a camper on Mount Palomar reports heavy biped running through the campground late at night. Uh, Stevens County, Washington, a cabin builder sees upright figure, finds extra large oily handprints. And there are thousands of these, thousands. And none of them, none of them got their 15 minutes of fame or $15 for that matter. So, are they all liars? Are they all misidentifications? Or is there some species alive out there today so evasive that we can only see them through the stories that are told through those who have actually had encounters. Simply put, is Bigfoot real? And if we were going to get our answers, we had to bring on the best of the best. So on Skype with us now is a man who isn't afraid of the deep, dark woods. For over a decade, he's been trying to get the government to recognize Sasquatch as a real species and has even taken the issue up in court. Please welcome Sasquatch tracker and star and director of Discovering Bigfoot, Todd Standing. Todd, how are you tonight? Well, I have a big problem with the way you announced me. Not the be- not the best of the best. There is no there is no best Sasquatch. <laughs> no, 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 no. You are the best. Todd. I'm sorry. People, it's uh, I, I do the best I can, and I work with lots of great men and women. But uh, <laughs> there there are many people out there that are working really hard to move this discovery forward, yeah. and I'm grateful for all of them. Because uh, it's going to take a lot of work. We got a big uphill battle ahead, but we're going to win. So, but not the best. No. <laughs> if you can't tell, he's a good guy by now, Todd. I know you don't have a lot of time, so we're going to jump right in. 
where did you first get the idea to dedicate so much of your time to tracking a creature who, more often than not, is believed to be a myth? Uh, well, when I, I was initially, I was trying to prove they couldn't exist. There was no space for them to survive within the ecological niche in North America. Hmm. And I started working with uh, a second generation Sasquatch researcher and the, the Native Americans and First Nations people. When I've, I've actually filmed two pieces of Sasquatch footage that I call video two and three way back in 2005. And when I, when I realized the, the species existed and, you know, the most man-like primate is right here. It inspired me to, to you know, get this done and finish it. I knew I, I had the ability to finish this discovery off. And I thought I would get good cooperation. I thought it was just going to take me a couple years and it would be done. And that was back in, you know, 2005. And here I am, you know, 2019. I just had no idea that fish and wildlife would be so disagreeable that uh, my videos and DNA and forensic evidence and all, all, all the evidence that we have that's really even even today, you know, the feet are recognized by PhDs as the the foot of a North American bipedal primate. So the feet are scientifically accepted, but the rest of it, no, 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 that that's not real. So this is how perplexing <laughs> just the face situation. <laughs> well, well, that was your problem. You, you know? went for the whole thing. You should have maybe just started with just the feet right? and then <laughs> right. worked your way up. All right, so uh, kind of you know. These animals are obviously very evasive. You know, there's very little video or pictorial evidence of them. Um, so I guess why haven't I heard of any sort of bones or fur or anything, fossils, any of those other sorts of things being found? A body. Sure. Yeah. Sure, sure. Well, I mean, they're, they're a rare species, and they live out in the harshest environments. And in truth... If it really takes a forensic anthropologist to just to simply differentiate between a leg bone from a bear and a leg bone from a human being. So how many forensic anthropologists are going way, way, way back country? And, you know, in truth, I have spent thousands of days, almost tens of thousands of days now in the back country, you know, studying species since I was a little boy. I've never seen a mountain lion body. I've never seen a bear's skull. And you can talk to dozens of people that will testify to the same thing. The ultimate end truth is, though, this species is so intelligent, they put their dead in specific areas, and then they defend those areas. That's what we're going to discover very soon. Oh, Gigantic wow. so, uh, so they have graveyards. Right. So we talked about this. They, uh, we heard this right. theory a long time ago that they actually bury their dead, which means they have right. Bigfoot funerals. And, and you believe that? Well, I mean, if when gorillas die... The troop is tremendously upset. When elephants die, they all pay homage. I mean, this is this is yeah. something that we've seen in the animal kingdom. Absolutely. And when you talk about a highly intelligent species, highly intelligent, clearly the most man-like species on the planet that survives in cold weather climates, not unlike gorillas and chimpanzees, only human beings have been able to survive in these harsh environments. They have the ability to do that. Believe me, they have the ability to. And, and plus, they're born and raised in cooperation. Like, like primates, like gorillas and chimpanzees, babies are completely helpless, just like a human baby. I have a little baby girl. If I put her down for a day, she'd be dead in three days. She could do nothing to defend or help herself at all. So when you have a primate species that raises their offspring for over a, a decade at least, that kind of devotion bears to cooperation, bears to community, bears to caring when an individual passes. Does this make sense? Yeah, this is yeah, logic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, you spent countless hours and a lot of money trying to prove the existence of Bigfoot. If you've got the training and equipment, why not like 
you know, kill one just even for the sake of science. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. If I went up to a biologist, imagine, let's talk about bears, simple bears. If bears lived in groups, in communities, and were devoted to one another, and you went up to, let's say, a baby bear, and you tranquilize the baby bear, what do you think mama bear, daddy bear, papa bear is going to do? Yeah, you're think in you trouble. you tranquilize them too? Yeah, you're in trouble. You're going to die. <laughs> you're you're going to need a lot of tranquilizer. <laughs> Baboons and gorillas recognize guns. Sasquatch knows what a gun is, knows, knows what a gun is capable of. If you pointed a gun at a Sasquatch, the community would come back and annihilate you. If you shot one with a trank dart and lived that long, when the community comes back, what are you going to say? You can't communicate with them, so you're going to say, no, no, he's not dead. Yeah, he's sorry. just sleeping. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, he's sorry. sorry. He's just sorry I apologize. Yeah. So w- without giving too much Giant away, without giving too much away, you know, we saw the documentary, and uh, it looks like they do protect each other in the wilderness. Absolutely. Um, yes. But I feel like there's still probably a way. In fact, the fact that you're taking it, this is the court system, that you could find a way to, and it's horrible to say, but but do take one down and present mm-hmm. it as evidence. Bring it to the court system. This would solve all of your problems, I feel like. Am, am I wrong? Sure. Well, at this point, at this point, science has become very ethical. There's there's a species called the Skywalker gibbon. You can look this up. They've been discovered and they're recognized as a species only based on DNA. There's too few of them, and the scientists felt it was unethical to kill one. So there's no Skywalker gibbon in no body anywhere in the world, but we completely recognize the species based on DNA, which is very reasonable and moral. Of course, it's, it's a, it was proven to be an original gibbon species based on DNA. Why can't we do that with Sasquatch? We've got tracks, we've got eyewitnesses, I've got footage, and I have DNA. And not just this will be DNA from an unknown species, but all the DNA will be from that same unknown species. And that has worked and that has been accepted. Why can't we do that huh. here? Because if I go, you don't, you might not know this, but Diane Fossey was so mad about gorillas being taken into zoos because she'll tell you, when you steal a baby gorilla, you killed the troop. You annihilated and massacred a troop of gorillas to get that baby gorilla that's in the zoo. Are we need? Do we need to go annihilate and and you know what? A war with Sasquatch? They're going to be human casualties. Probably not. Great. They're going to yeah. throw fifty pound boulders. Deadly accurate. People are going to die. Why go to war when we have the science and the technology? Yeah, that's fair. Uh, what kind of DNA evidence do you have? Uh, just just hair strands and hair strands. Uh, and- I, I've got multiple sources of DNA. Even colleagues of mine. There are many people. We all have DNA. It all points to the same thing. It all shows the same. But even even that's been an uphill battle. Geneticists won't analyze my DNA. And when they do, and it comes back unknown primate, they pretend they give me my money back and pretend like I was never here because to them it's like saying Santa Claus is real, you know? Yeah. Right, right. When they're faced with the reality of it, they're like, oh, this this university will not be affiliated with unicorns. Yeah, they but don't. you just tested DNA and you just proved they're like, where's the bravery? Where's the yeah, nobody, you know, people n- that have the balls to get out there and admit this, and that's yeah. a big problem. Nobody yeah. wants to be first. Right. They don't want to be associated with Diamond. that because right now Diamond. it's like it, there's it's a done. stigma. It's done, though. It's done. Like the DNA, is, it's in the, it's in ZooBank, for God's sake. There you know, go. like I don't know. All right. What else do we need to do? Well, what what do we need to do? What are the next steps? Uh, I, I, I'm going to keep going to court. I'm going to keep uh, battling it out. Uh just, just somebody in fish and wildlife. Some, you know, there's lots of people talking to me. Now I've got some. I can't talk about it real publicly, but there's some higher ups in the government that are saying, "Look, 
I'll help you. I'll get you to do this. And, you know, all, all fish and wildlife has to do is come out with me on an expedition and I will show them Sasquatch. And that's in, in Montana, Oregon, California, Washington, and in Canada, British Columbia, and Alberta. Any fish and wildlife department can say, okay, kid, come show us the Sasquatch. And this discovery is done. Finished. I will show them everything. I'm the tracker that takes people out and shows them Sasquatch. They just have to have the balls and the responsibility because it's fish and wildlife are literally uh, responsible for the stewardship of all wildlife. Why am I doing this? It's not my job. And fish and wildlife get called on this all the time. This is not some, I was just talking to a guy in Arkansas who works for fish and wildlife. He's got, he said there wasn't one week Somebody didn't call in complaining about Sasquatch every week. Wow. You know, so he was going to come speak with me. And, you know, Arkansas Fish and Wildlife said, you speak about this. You like your pension. You won't have it no more. Right. All right. Darren, you had a question for him. All right. So we need your input on the Patterson Gimlin film. Do you believe that that film is authentic or do you what's your opinion? What's your thoughts on it? I am no believer. I know Sasquatch is real. Don't ever call me a believer. Hey, I know it. I live it. I study them. There's a, I, I actually heard they, that term when I went to a, uh, a Mount Hood in Oregon. Um, I met a mm-hmm. guy up there. He was like, yeah, because they, they all have like a lot of merchandise and stuff that I've seen with like Sasquatch on it and stuff. And the guy was like, oh, so you believe? He's like, no, I don't believe I'm a knower. And I was like, damn, this guy is confident. Yeah, well, it's, it's true. I, uh, I am extremely confident that the Patterson footage is real. Uh, there's a lot of evidence, a lot of things. I've seen a Sasquatch that looked like the Patterson female just two years ago. But what what put the nail on the head? I'm my colleague and mentor and teacher and one of my heroes is Dr. Jeff Meldrum from Idaho State University. He's in my documentary. He showed me tracks. I'm a tracker. He showed me the tracks they cast from that Patterson Sasquatch female. Those tracks are completely organic and they have a mid tarsal joint. In 1967, the mid-tarsal joint was unknown to science. Not until the 80s we discovered it in a chimpanzee. There's no, it is impossible for a couple of cowboys in California in 1967 to make fake tracks that would fool me that have mid-tarsal joints, dermal ridges. They're completely organic. Those tracks, my, my, my friend and mentor told me those are the tracks. I believe him. And if he's correct... There is no, it is impossible for them to have faked that film because tracks are signatures like fingerprints. And you're not going to fool a tracker like me. You're not going to create the anatomy and the organicness of tracks. I saw those tracks. I held them. There's seven of them. They were out of order. Flip them over. There's numbers on them. Those are Todd Standing's numbers because I know what order those footprints have gone in because I am a tracker. That's amazing. In an interview, actually, uh, Bob Gimlin said that those tracks were soon to be washed away. And he went out and actually covered those tracks up. Uh, That's right. Uh, merely right. moments before that evidence would have disappeared um, forever, which right. is absolute insanity. And, and so you know, Bob Gimlin. Bob Gimlin saw Sasquatch. As far as I'm concerned, he saw my footage. He supports me 100. percent I I can't believe there's a hero like Bob Gimlin that goes like that. Man is just he's good and he's honest. He's still, he's just one of those gentlemen. I love that guy. And for still him to alive. Be, for still him alive. To be he's 89 years old. Yeah, he's amazing. He'll come testify in my court case. Yep. Right? <laughs> Wouldn't that be exciting? Absolutely. So, Okay, so I got yeah. a question. So the, the names like Bigfoot and, and Sasquatch, they're already associated to myths and legends. Don't you think you'd have an easier time getting these animals recognized if you simply called them by a different name? Even made one up sure. yourself. We did. We did. We, we, we referred to them as Homo Americanus. 
but no, sure. I mean, but it's it's uh, I don't know. I need I need the support of people. I need the support of pop culture. That's why I'm doing these interviews. That's why I'm taking this time. If they want to call it Bigfoot, they can. I prefer I call myself a Sasquatch researcher. I think it's respectful to the native people that have named it Sasquatch. And then the term Sasquatch isn't referring to the piece of their anatomy. There are other pieces of anatomy that they have that are pretty big. You wouldn't want to be, you know. <laughs> If you were well endowed, you wouldn't want to be called, you know, big dick. Right? So, <laughs> See, yeah, I'm, I'm going to disagree with you I there. Would I would want to be called, called that. Just once. Oh, okay, okay. Just one day. That'd be fantastic. Unbelievable. Sasquatch is respectable. Sasquatch is respectable. It means wild master. It's not wild man. Oh. It means wild master of the wilderness. And when the Native Americans, who were experts in the wilderness, called the, the Sasquatch the master of the wilderness, you better believe there was a good reason for that. And the other terms, like... Uh, uh, Junaqua or Oma, all these terms are of immense reverence, boss and giant and, you know, uh, shadow guarding the mountain. So many, the names are reverent for good reason because they respected and ad admired this species and they still do to this day. They all know. I'm go I go to reserves all the time. They talk about Sasquatch like bears. Oh, you don't go over there this week. The Sasquatch is going to be up there, you know. I was going to say so something that big, know. you got to be respectful of it, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. You better be respectful of it, or they come get respect. And you're going to be sorry <laughs> Ooh, if that happens. Right? So kind of along those lines, so, you know, in the documentary, you try to mimic their actions and, you know, kind of interact with mm -hmm. them peacefully. You know, have you made yes. any progress, you know, since that documentary and kind of getting them to accept you as not being a threat? Absolutely. Many, many times. Uh, every year, uh, new things happen, uh, new, incredible, amazing. I take people out on expedition every year now. And uh, it's just turned out to be, it's funny, I take out regular everyday people. Uh, a, a computer programmer from Alabama made a, an enormous discovery last year. Uh, regular people that are enthusiasts are just cooperation. And all these brilliant men and women that I've been taking out have really been adding to the richness of this discovery. And yeah, every year we make major new steps forward. It's uh, uh, it's, it's been amazing. I'm, I'm, this year, especially, it's just been absolutely incredible. Now I work with special forces firefighters and U.S. Oh, wow. Rangers. And, you know, it just it grows every year. It's amazing. Not just the people, but again, the research. New things happen every year. It's uh, I'm blown away by them. I, I am a student of theirs. I am so humble. I go out and I, I wait for them to teach me my lessons. And that's how I get good success. Hmm. So I don't boss them. Out. They don't have anything that I, I have nothing to give them. They're, they think technology has made us insane. So they want yes. nothing technological, you know, so, and, and they might be partially right. Oh, they're 100% you know? right. So there's, there's some truth to it. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely right. Um, so obviously like the general public perception of uh, Sasquatch or Bigfoot or anything, it's, there's a lot of criticism with that. Uh, how do you deal with that, like pushed aside regarding your, uh, I, w I don't want to say the word beliefs, like you're knowing on the existence of Sasquatch. <clears throat> Well, you know, I'm, I'm walking around telling everybody the world's round and they're laughing at me saying it's flat. And I've seen pictures. I know yeah. I've traveled around. I, the world is round. It's, you know, this is even a cliche. Einstein was hated, mocked. Gandhi was killed by his haters. Mother Teresa, they did a documentary on her called The Angel of Death. She's a woman devoted her life to goodness and helping people. So haters and naysayers and, you know, is Donald Trump a good guy or not? I don't know. <sighs> Right. So right. everybody has their opinions. I, I, I don't know. I, I just I know the truth. And eventually in my heart, the truth is going to come out and, and they, they can't hide forever. And there's too much damage being done to the ecosystem this year. The Sasquatch that I study were under smoke from forest fires from all the global warming up here. And it, 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 they feel it. They feel the pain of it. It's here. It's real. 
and they're not going to be able to hide much longer. I don't, I don't think they could hide much more than – at most, I'd be impressed if they were unknown for 20 more years. I don't think it'll be 10. And if I have anything to say about it, this Even year will be that, yeah. yeah, I was going to say go. it'll yeah, be a month gonna, and a half. Let's go. Yeah. So, I mean, I was, I was actually going to ask. You know, so as, as terrible as global there, warming – There goes and, all the humble. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so as terrible as climate change and, and things like that are, do you think that will contribute to us kind of discovering them? because they're going to be forced out of their kind of safe habitats? Ugh, yeah, I don't know. Gosh, I'd hate to think that. I mean, in my heart, I have an intent, and every year when I go out there, I'm asking them to help. I'm telling I'm just a small guy. I can't do much, but I think they're, us learning about this species, that they're, like, if you sent, if you sent Wolverine from X-Men out into the bush, the Sasquatch would rip them apart. He'd never heal from that. Like, living, breathing, incredible primate species are out there they're so fast they're so strong twice the size of a gorilla twice as strong bipedal like us the, this discovery will be the the discovery of of all known mankind even forget millennium so it's it's incredible the reason we haven't discovered them is they're so intelligent they're so they have no trouble evading us it, we're pathetic the best i'm one of the here here i'll be a little arrogant i'm one of the best hunter trackers i'm the best i've ever met or known you know, period. And I, they own me. I try. It's pathetic what I try. They laugh at me. To sneak up on a Sasquatch, you have to fool the birds, the squirrels, the deer. The, you know what I mean? They, they read nature the way we would read Google. You know what I mean? Wow. Everything. They know when the wind's going to change. They know what that bird chirp means opposed to this one. It's, it's so much. They, and they have a defensive position in, a, in an area they were born and raised in and they've known for generations. Sneaking up on them. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> 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 Our technology is so amazing. It's so advanced. We can't smell like a deer. We don't have, there's no goggles that give you vision like, you know, like a, a mountain lion, an eagle. You know, like people don't respect the, the amazing, dolphins can see into women's bellies and tell if they're pregnant. And that's like, oh, it's no big deal. Nature is incredible. It, it's a miracle that species can do these things, and Sasquatch embodies many miracles, and it's just going to shake up the pillars of science and humanity when we make this discovery. Unreal. Why I'm so passionate about it, right? Yeah, right. Was- yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, so everyone probably asked you about your first encounter, but can you tell us about the closest encounter you got with Sasquatch? Oh, close. Well, I mean... Uh, <clears throat> There's a, a video that was on Survivor Man where I have a flare and I'm shaking the flare around saying, get out of here. There's Sasquatch all around me. You hear them smashing in the trees. And uh, not a lot. People don't really ask me this, but the flare went out eventually. The camera died oh. and uh, a Sasquatch actually latched onto me and took me for a run. Oh, so uh, he let go. <laughs> he was actually holding me and running. It was the big male of the group. And I never felt power like that. It was clear he was holding me gently, but I mean, he was just about crushing me. And when he would move through the trees, the G-forces felt like they were breaking my neck, like the power that he had. The reason he let me go is I was literally going to break my own neck to get out of that hold. I was going to kill myself. He was just in panic, right? I had no idea what he was doing. I don't know what his purpose was. He wasn't hurting me, but I was just in such a state of shock. I hadn't eaten properly in seven days. Hadn't slept more than two hours a day for seven days, and the elements were hurting me. I was, you know, starving, weak. My brain wasn't working properly. I just filmed Sasquatch, which is why they were a little upset with me. But he was taking me back into the wilderness for a reason, and so he latched onto me, and I, I could smell his, I could smell him, I could feel him. So, I, his hand was there. Yeah. So, so yeah, you, touch, you think contact. He, you think he was just trying to show you who was boss? Nope. 
he was trying to get me up the mountain to do a spiritual animal ritual. And I didn't know that. So he was trying to get me more connected. Tell us more about that. Don't, don't stop there. Uh, well, a few days later, a grizzly bear stalked me up a mountain. This is well known. This is documented. He was even on Survivor Man. Stalked me up a mountain and left me in a corner. And that, that corner is where I took Survivor Man. That's holy ground to them. There's there's trees that are put up in a special way. Survivor Man saw all this stuff. Again, it was in his episode. And uh, that ritual was performed on me, uh, my spiritual animal ritual. And what it is is you're supposed to be on the side of a cliff and you go to sleep. And when you sleep, you're judged on all the bad things you've ever done. And if you're judged as unworthy, you fall off the cliff. Oh, I should definitely not do have, that. Not, Jesus. Yeah. And if you're worthy, you get a spiritual animal. And I felt like I fell off the cliff. I was dreaming falling. And then I felt like, you know, something picked me up. And then it was, I woke up and uh, the red tail hawk is my spiritual animal. That's a legit, real spiritual animal ritual. And I think they felt that I was, uh, I was dickering around too much. They wanted me to either be a part of the wilderness or not. And so he wanted me to do that ritual, and I didn't know, and he couldn't communicate it to me. But the grizzly bear sure communicated it to me when he stalked <laughs> my ass up the hill. So I, I was on a cliff to avoid – I knew he could only come at me from one direction. So that's why I was on that cliff sleeping. He was predatorily stalking me, and I didn't have a gun. So, you know, that's how that came. Long story. Wow. That's that's intense. That's yeah. That sounds great. Uh, okay. Um, I don't know if you guys have anything else. Um, last question. Yeah. For the world, is Bigfoot real? Absolutely. I I am the man that takes people out and has them either live interact with or eyewitness a Sasquatch. I've done it with the best in the world. Jeff Meldrum, John Beninagle, PhDs, Survivor Man. I continue to take people out and show them Sasquatch. This species is real. The only, reason, the only reason I didn't win my court case is because I was not allowed to go to trial. Fish and wildlife know goddamn well if they got into a courtroom with me they would get their asses handed to them they would have how do you how do you deny dna forensic evidence phds judges doctors lawyers standing on the state on, on the stand saying i have seen this being i know police officers that's who were coming to testify the only reason fish and wildlife won was because they didn't let this go to trial based on some bullshit precedence thing no one's ever taken a sasquatch court to trial that's why i didn't go but the fish and wildlife told me and they'll continue to do this they will fight to the to the end to not let this go to trial because the evidence is and you should, people should know my god jimmy chilcott's one of the best fingerprint experts in the world. He saw Sasquatch tracks and studied the dermal ridges. They're clearly from an unknown indigenous primate species. I mean, that should have been the end of it. Jeff Meldrum having the tracks accepted as from a real being. From I mean, they're so biologically perfect in the trackway. I mean, all the evidence, all the eyewitnesses, I, eyewitnesses, God, now that I'm becoming really well known, Hundreds of people are sending me photographs of Sasquatch. It's going to be on my you. I, I was afraid I was going to do a YouTube channel and have videos every week. Every week I get four or five people sending me Sasquatch photos and videos that I'm very convinced are totally legitimate. And it's just it's unbelievable how many people know about this and how this has been brushed away. And and usually even you know what in the United States they did a big survey. One third of Americans believe Sasquatch is either real or very probably real. Out of 300 million people, 30 million people believe Sasquatch is real or probably real. That is enormous. There's a damn good reason for that. You know, these 30 million people are not having the wool pulled over their eyes 
This species is real. Man, if you don't believe it, don't take long walks because you're on the side of the flat earths because <laughs> this planet is Sasquatch are real, period. And there you have it. Todd Standing, I want, you to, I want you to take this as far as you can take it. We will back you 100%. You want us to do something yeah. uh, on social media, whatever you want us to do, uh, we got your back 100%. Thank you so much for coming on here and being honest and talking with us. You got five minutes for us at the end of every episode. We play a game called Factor Fuck. Do you in? Yes. Here we go. Pat, within weeks of his return to Bluff Creek, Roger Patterson of the Patterson-Gimlin film was arrested for not returning the camera he rented to shoot the famous footage. I'll say fact. Fact. Todd. Uh, so I have to say fucked? Fact or fuck. You can I say, say whatever no. you want. Fact? Uh, I say- uh, I'll say fact. That is a fact. Well done to both hey, of you. Nice, nice job. Nailed it. <laughs> Got it. Steve. Hey. Kevin Peter Hall, who played Harry in the 1987 Harry and the Hendersons. Great movie. Also played the part of Predator in the 1987 film Predator. I'm going to say fucked. Fucked. Todd? Yeah, fucked. That is a fact. Fucked. <laughs> That is a fact. Really? Yeah, it's wow. a fact. <laughs> I never would have guessed that. Darius, he's really bad at this. Guaranteed, yes. just whatever he says, just do the opposite. <laughs> On April 1st, 1969, Skamania County in Washington adopted an ordinance. To a what? A an, what? An ordinance. <laughs> an ordinance. Ordinance. <laughs> Thank you. To protect Bigfoot, making killing Bigfoot punishable by up to one year in county jail or up to a $1,000 fine. Factor fuck Darius. That's crazy. That's crazy, Todd. That's that's crazy. that's a fucked. <laughs> that's fucked. Todd. It's a fact. I'm- <laughs> oh! <laughs> he totally messed it. He got you. Oh, Todd. Todd See, fucking threw See, your what, ass. What threw me off was the April first. I'm like, oh, it's got to be April Fool's joke. <laughs> Todd threw your ass. Yeah. Nice job. Oh, that was the first time. That's the first time anybody. <laughs> First time anyone has ever tried to swing somebody on here. Nice job. Oh, that was <laughs> awesome. Dude, hook, line, and sinker. Three Got more, him. we'll let you go. Pat. I'd have done the same thing. Pat. The yeah, Jap- I'm not listening to anything Todd says now. <laughs> <laughs> Can't trust him. The Japanese equivalent of the North American Bigfoot is referred to as Gratushu. Oh, yeah. Don't listen to him. <laughs> Pay no attention yeah, to what Todd's saying. I'm going to say EA, which is Japanese for fucked. Fucked. Todd. Fact. That's fucked. It is Hibagan. Wow. Yes. True story. Good thing I speak Japanese. Pat is 2-0 for the year. (laughs) Steve. Hey. In 1936, a history teacher, Roger Hemfield, sued a local nursery after claims that their adopted baby had turned out to be half human, half monkey hybrid. Fucked. Fucked. Todd? Fucked. Better be fucked. That's fucked. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I I feel like that would be bigger news. Yeah. Last one and we'll let you go. Darius. A distinct genus of ape that existed as recently as 1,000 years ago, whose fossil records suggest it stood up to 9.8 feet tall and weighed as much as 1,300 pounds, has the name Gigant- Gigantopithecus. Gigantopithecus. Fact. <laughs> Fact. Gigantopithecus, excuse me. What Wait. did you say there? Fact. Fact, Todd. Yeah, it's Gigantopithecus. That's the that's the descendant uh, of the species. I talked about that in this interview. If you were paying attention, I was. Oh. <laughs> I can't Darius change the wasn't. words on the page, <laughs> guys. 
huge, huge thank you to Todd Standing for coming on the show and being so awesome with us. Check out Todd's documentary, Discovering Bigfoot, on Netflix right now. And for more information and to document your own sighting, I believe, uh, what's your website, Todd? Sylvanic.com, S-Y-L-V-A-N-I-C.com. Go there right now. You can check out uh, a lot of Todd's uh, recent stuff, uh, as well as sightings, the sightings map that he recently has up there. It's absolutely fantastic. Todd, would you like to say goodbye to everybody who loves you out there? Yeah, th- thanks for having me, guys. Really appreciate yeah, it. It was and, fun. Uh, it was thanks to everybody out there working for this discovery. And, you know, thanks for taking the time to listen. Appreciate it. Yeah. But cheers. Pat, would you like to say goodbye? Good night, everyone, including Sasquatch. <laughs> I was also going to say goodbye to the Sasquatches. <laughs> I was also going to say goodbye to Sasquatches as well, too. And if you'd like to hear more episodes like this one, you can check us out at WeekendSuperheroes.com. Uh, you can find us on all your favorite podcast apps. Just search for the, search for the Weekend Superheroes. And uh, always remember to podcast responsibly. <laughs>